0: Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today you're joining us for a recap and discussion of The Book Eaters by Sunyi Dean. Dean. Uh, this book was definitely original. The writing was fantastic. Great atmosphere. There's some sapphic and asexual representation in here, which is awesome. Uh, I liked Devin and Kai a lot. I liked Jero a lot, too. Jero was um, my favorite. There's like the idea of eating books and retaining the information in them was really intriguing. Uh, I wish for the sake of what we do that it was that easy for us. Oh <laughs> my goodness. So I was actually upset in this book that it wasn't <laughs> used
1: better. Yeah.
0: Like, I think they're like it probably
1: beyond ignorant on how to navigate. The world, and yet that's like their one power,
0: yeah. I wish that we had had an entire like reference book of all how all of this works, really, because it yeah. was so interesting. But I felt like it was kind of touched on and could almost be lifted out of the whole story fully lifted out of the story, yeah. I mean, like, but still, I mean, it was so cool. It was, it was so cool good. that was I, cool. I, I was sad that I didn't have more. That's kind of like what I would like. The idea itself isn't bad, it's like I just wanted more. Right. I, wanted this I was to given like, like a a 700. Right. of
1: this world and I was like I kind of want to see what this creature looks like yeah
0: totally that's a good way of putting it like we're we're like paleontologists and we're like we found yeah. a t-rex and it was just a little <laughs> claw you know the claw yeah, is interesting just, <laughs> yeah, the, claw. the claw is the whole reason why we're out there yeah I really enjoyed the alternating past and present narrative structure of this book I'm a sucker for that kind of storytelling I think Dean did a really terrific job with it it was a great choice it really laid out everything we needed to know. Well, not everything, but it laid out a lot of what we needed to know while also keeping that kind of, it was almost like a thriller at parts. You know what I mean? They're they're running away from stuff. There's more information being let on to the reader as we go. Uh, the bomb in Kai's body was really cool. A really interesting touch. Yeah, the way that Devin was kind of like, oh, he doesn't even know, like, this is driving me crazy. I don't know when to tell him, but it's like, yeah, I wouldn't know when to tell him either. This is wild. Uh, that was all very good. I liked it a lot. Yes,
1: that was very good. It's a unique way of building a world and, and slowly feeding the reader the information they need when they need it. Because if you overload them, um, like style, and just like dump, it's like I don't remember it. And it's hard for me to like understand and really like digest it properly. Um, digest being a really apropos word for this particular book. And so, yeah, that was a very, very good way of building her world and releasing information to us, and maintaining that thrillery edge of like, what is going on? You know.
0: Yeah, I haven't had such mixed feelings on a book in a long time because Same. I, Sunya Dean, like this is her debut novel, and the the writing here is very good, like very, very good, very good writing. Um, it's engaging, good pacing. Like I said before, awesome atmosphere, the vibes in this book. It's it's such a perfect like October, November spooky season Ooh. read. Um, the vibes were very the good vibes were immaculate but also it's like i wish that she had just kind of committed to mm-hmm. maybe like a duology or something or maybe like two 500 page. there's so much in here that i started reading and it was like oh this yes and then yeah. and then it just wasn't enough food so right yeah.
1: right and um i love our food thing um this book is finally like meeting us in the middle with our analogies um i i totally agree it was just like there were things that were that were presented to us that could have had their own arc and i was like well that's really cool and then and even by the end of the book it i still feel kind of like we're going to get a duology like the problem's not even close to being fixed
0: Sunya dean said that this is a standalone with no no um no plans on a sequel yeah like the last
1: sentence of this book is like and i still got to go back and do this other really important thing
0: yeah did you know Sunya dean is autistic
1: I did know that I looked it up yeah it's yeah. really cool which yeah. is really cool I wonder what level of like what hardships in her life that is given because like there's different levels of course and yeah, I don't know to overcome spectrum she is any yeah. amount of it is impressive especially for this level of writing but I would be interested
0: yeah it's like when you find out that some authors are like dyslexic you know and it's like wow yeah damn, that's really awesome that you pumped like, out like
1: left-handed those crazy
0: just kidding I'm left-handed <laughs> there are things in this book that i felt like there were there were kind of like gaps but there were never gaps in quality it was more like gaps in information that that's like how i'm going to kind of sum it all up it's like and you know what that's not really the worst book ever that's something that leaves you wanting more like i was never right. bored i was never i was I've never over i never it. said this is bad writing No. And I never said like, I hate reading Devin or I hate reading about Kai or Jero or Ramsey or anything like that.
1: If you're going to present me with an idea that is crazy, it's kind of got in my mind, at least maybe I'm a nitpicker, but it's got to be enough flushed out that the gaping holes within it making sense or being like a logical thing that anyone would do have to be small enough that it doesn't detract me from the story because i'm wondering like okay how does that work why do they do this why have you been created why is this even a thing at all and those are
0: many like they can drink alcohol even beer but beer has beer's like bread basically <laughs> <laughs> food yeah food yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like liquid food so it's just weird yeah. um so it's like th- that specifically um if that was explained through the lore and the world building a little bit more i guess you could always kind of retreat back into like i don't know why it's like that but it but is or but it is just...
1: and there needs to be or like i kept coming back to like why aren't they computer geeks cuz like computer is a written language like code is a written like so can they eat a hard drive like or is can it special they, well they're n-
0: they're not able to write but are they able to write with a computer like why a, aren't a they keyboard? able to write I don't know. Yeah, I don't because, know why.
1: Because like I, we'll get into this a little bit, but you know, so yeah, reasons... let's just do the recap. Yeah, been, yeah let's do doing, it and then like, we'll get into it. Much.
0: Yeah, We're it's flirting funny with it. It's <laughs> almost it's funny, like I almost thought I wouldn't have much to say about this, but we haven't even gotten to the recap yet. <laughs> We're, We're already, already like, like whoa. <laughs> uh, let's go let's go right into it. Let's do it.
1: All right. The story centers on Devon Fairweather, a highly sought after and overly protected book eater woman who, though called a princess, is bound to a dutiful life and expected to follow rules and tradition. All book-eater women are forced to live a sheltered life due to their ability to produce book-eater offspring. They are forced into various arranged marriages and must produce children in each. Once a number of book-eater children are born, the women are allowed to carry on in superficial luxury, though still very much property of the patriarchal households. We grow up with Devon, as she navigates childhood in her book eater family's manner, separated from the rest of the world and rarely encountering a human. She has a large family but is closest with her brother, Ramsay. This bond is split when Devon encourages Ramsay to spy on mind eaters in their family library. They are caught trespassing and Ramsay is sent away to begin training as a knight. The ruse of her perfect storybook life comes to a sudden end when Devon reaches childbearing age. She is auctioned off to another book eater family and forced to sleep with the head of the household until a child is conceived. Eventually, Devon bears a daughter, Salem, who becomes a light in her dark world. Female daughters are typically taken from their mothers to begin their lonely life being protected by the book eater clan. Devon fights the household and demands to stay with her child until the patriarch finally relents and allows her to stay with Salem for three years. The two are inseparable, but Salem is eventually taken away and Devon is sent back to Fairweather Manor. Once she arrives at the manor, Devon attempts to flee into the night. She is caught by a group of knights, one of their group being none other than her brother, Ramsay. Broken, lonely, and hopeless, she begins a despondent life back at her family's manor. The loss of her daughter, no external stimulus, and general lack of freedom quickly distills into crippling depression. Still having the expected duty of bearing one more child, she is sold again to a different family to begin this heart-wrenching, soul-sucking cycle once again. At her new home, she befriends a book eater named Jero, an asexual book eater now too old to be trained as a dragon Left largely to his own devices and ignored by his family. Jaro introduces Devon to video games, and they begin using Tomb Raider and Mario to forget their morbid positions, escaping into the game together every day. At present, Devon is living with her Mind Eater son, feeding him people to keep him alive. We learn of a substance called Redemption, made by a Book Eater family called the Raven Scars that when taken temporarily allows her young son to survive off the books like she can. Devon makes contact with Hester, a member of the Ravenscar clan, recently under new leadership. Hester encourages Devon and Kai to accompany her to Ravenscar Manor, and the trio arrives safely at the house after narrowly evading Devon's brother, Ramsay. Devon is introduced to Killick, the new Ravenscar head of household. Killick is revealed to be an enigmatic religious leader who claims book eaters and mind eaters are special in God's eyes and have a duty to live well. Devon watches Killick sacrifice a human, and realizes these new acquaintances are simply another danger to her and her son Kai. We learn that Devon has secretly been in contact with her brother Ramsay who has implanted a bomb in Kai's body and he's using it to control her, as he has ambitions to take over both the Fairweather and Ravenscar households. His ultimate goal is to control the production and distribution of redemption. Devon has also been working with her old friend Jero, who has promised to help her escape and cut all family ties by fleeing to Ireland, beyond the reach of the families. Jero has assembled a device that will block the frequency of the detonator Ramsey keeps on his person at all times. They plan their escape around a pre-planned meeting between Ramsey and Devon. Ramsey arrives earlier than planned and Killock realizes Devon and Hester's plan to escape. Killock is killed in a gunfight and Kai saves Devon by consuming Ramsey's brains, allowing them to finally gain their freedom. Carrying a wounded Hester, Kai and Devin meet up with Jero and flee to Ireland. The story ends with Devin and Kai's nightmare finally over. Freedom and hope for the first time within their grasp. She hasn't forgotten about her still trapped daughter and promises to return someday to rescue her.
0: Okay. There's a All lot right. of stuff happening at the end
1: there. There is a lot of stuff happening at the end there. It's... Okay, let's start with the end there and I have a question for you because I'm kind of decided, is this a happy ending or a sad ending? I don't
0: know. Um, I mean, it's happy for Devin. Kind of. I didn't really <laughs> feel good about it. Yeah, I mean it's it's better for Devin. I don't know if it's happy but it's like a, obviously a better situation but I mean, we still gotta right. go get Salem. Like, Devin was kind of just like we're gonna figure out Salem out later. It's right. Like, which, Alright, I hope so. <laughs>
1: it's kind of fair, right? She's struggling just right, with her yeah, and exactly. Kai but Yeah, it seems like, you know, she has a limited supply of redemption, 10 years worth, but still, you know, Kai's six, so or three, you're very young.
0: He's five, I think, but he's like 25. Right, he's, he's, he's got a bunch of other people in him. Which right. I thought like was a pretty the, cool touch, honestly. Because really it was cool pretty touch. neat seeing like this five-year-old kid be super serious. There's even a conversation with Devin at one point where he's just like, "Look, you have to stop lying to me, okay? You have to stop keeping information from me. I need to know what's going on." And she's like, right. I, "I guess you're like kind of like a bunch of people mixed into one." Okay, yeah, I can start totally. leveling with Though you. Though I didn't appreciate his
1: angle because it was like he was his angle was like because you're my mom and you should t- it should be because like i'm super smart i've consumed 25 people and i can help you in this plan not just because like lying's bad and it was like <laughs> man lying's like you're, you're like talking down to your mom who has sacrificed everything for you including her own like morality and ability to sleep through the night because she's been trapping innocents to feed them to you like you really don't have much ground to stand on from the like moral angle you know
0: Right. I mean, in in regards to whether or not this is a happy ending, I will say that it's a better situation for Devon, even if it's only for the next 10 years. She's got Kai, she's with Jero, she's with Victoria, everything's okay here for the most part. But also, I mean, Salem is still trapped in this patriarchal, horrible system that's going on still in England. And I I haven't decided, you know, I just finished the book a little bit ago, and I haven't decided if like Devin needs to present a systemic solution to this systemic problem. Should that weight like fall on her shoulders? Um, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question to ask. Like you like do you think that since Devin is now outside of this situation, she is morally morally obligated to come in and try to fix it to whatever extent she can? Or do you think it's best if she's just like gets out of it? Because obviously there are still right. women being born and being subjugated to this treatment and she's aware of it. Um, but maybe she's like traumatized to the point of like not being able to do much about it. I don't know. I have like mixed feelings on that. I don't know. It's a weird I, ending. I,
1: yeah. On that note, I would answer it with: if she was Kylus, if she didn't have Kai in tow, yeah, y- it would probably be not cool because she's one of the very few people who can understand the situation in its entirety, yeah. and maybe even figure out a, a potential solution to it. Um, however, she also has the mother responsibility. the mother, the she also has the parental responsibility of raising her son. And so it's like,
0: mm, it's maybe she
1: should get some solid feet under their ground, raise the son so they can be a team that understands this problem and then attack it together once they're, you know, uh, of age adults. Totally. Um, that I think is a fair place. But I mean, for her to just leave everyone including her own daughter forever is i think would be. that wasn't
0: really i felt like the book it almost seems like suny dean was just like i don't really want to write this anymore so yeah she'll just like go figure it out later that's the end of the book right Uh, okay sure okay uh let's go straight to the beginning of the book though um the first chapter of this book is one of my favorite first chapters in a book that i've read this whole year um very very well done sucked me right in just like those brains <laughs> oh my god oh wow yeah like Devin bringing that vicar back into the house v- vicar vicar? vicar
1: i've always said but i've never heard anyone say it i've only ever read it so we're talking to my pronunciation of my brain vicar. Well, i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna say vicar because it's It's like a for count me. right uh no i, th- I thought a government vicar, position i thought a vicar was like a, a, a religious official maybe you're right here
1: you're right is in the episcopal in the in the Episcopal Church, a member of the clergy in charge of the chapel.
0: Boom. Okay. An incumbent of a parish where tithes formally pass to a chapter or a religious house or layman. Okay, whatever. Uh, so she brings a vicar into her terrible little apartment and there's just this kid in this room and she just shoves him in there and then runs into the bathroom. Awesome. Right.
1: It's Kai so cool. doesn't have a problem with darkness he can see in the darkness she can't yeah. but he so his He's just sitting in the darkness she's kind of I afraid of him because he's uh not as well as him oh, okay um and she's like kind of afraid because her son kind of becomes he kind of devolves into like an animalistic nature if he's not fed properly and so you know she just lures him in like opens the door just like you said shoves him into the darkness and yeah. then goes into the bathroom and tries to block out the sound of
0: drinking herself through this like yeah of this person being drunk what an excellent first chapter because it shows like where devon's at mentally it shows the problem that she's trying to deal with it's setting up this whole situation that she's she's at the bottom right now you know we're gonna watch her climb out of it not only are we gonna watch her climb out of it but we're gonna see all the backstory like up to this point so right. i was really excited and then a little bit let down as the story, as the Same. story went on but a very strong beginning to the book
1: very sure. strong and like it touches on her mental well-being right because okay, it's yeah. like what she's having to go through is rough she's like fully aware that drowning her sorrows curled around a toilet in vodka every night is not the solution no. but Quick she's fix. so desperate and 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 would be too in her situation it's like man like at no point am I like blaming her at any point for her actions you know
0: you know what's really interesting is that there's there's at least one part in this book where she's just like I could just leave Kai and just (laughs) Let, let him die, basically. And it was such a real moment, like right, that was right. so She battles ugh. with like,
1: is he a monster? Like, should I am I doing a wrong thing by keeping him alive?
0: Well, and like look at the state of her life right now because of what she has to she has to take care of this kid. There was
1: a really interesting um chunk in the first chapter as well, which is right before she pushes the Vicar into the room, she asks him, which we learn she does to all of the uh, victim she feeds to her son are you a good person yeah because she wants to know and it just it was a great way of revealing her like just inner turmoil
0: yeah not to mention she wants to know if Kai's going to be a good person once she, once he eats a little bit of their brain too right oh i didn't think about yeah. that of course that works on both of those levels yeah there. like are you a healthy food gosh the more that we <laughs> start digging into this book the more Brilliant! These ideas seem, and the more sad I am that this wasn't like a. I wish this was like an Empire the vampire sized, like eight hundred page book. Yes, that um was fleshed out. Yeah, but I mean, we don't have to hang on that point for too long. But I do want to um talk about real quick. I really, really liked uh the Jero character. Um, I yes. liked his involvement. Uh, he introduces her to video games, and like I don't know about you, but the video the the way that video games are portrayed here is very similar to the way that they've affected me, too. Like, they can be such a terrific like escape, escape from everything. Yes. And Devin has been looking for stability and autonomy for so long. And video games are a fantastic representation of those things. right? Like, Her it's no, mind it's, is hungry to solve right. problems
1: that she's yeah. capable of.
0: Yeah, like that's what video games are. They're like you keep winning over and over and and, and Sunne Dean makes a really good point about video games in here that really resonated with me, and it was that you can it's when she gives Kai the Game Boy and tells him about Mario and she's like you can keep dying over and over and over again and just keep going until you win, right? right. And that is something that she's been missing her entire oh, she's only been losing. There's no win right. in sight for There's her. There's no it's it's not even a situation that's
1: set up to allow her to win. Yeah. You know, she never gets second chances. So that's like such a novel concept, like, because it's kind of a nice thing. Like someone made something that's sole purpose is to allow me victory
0: through trials, though. Right. Like, that's right. why video games and are so alluring victory. to people. Yeah, right. And And it's all like a controlled environment. You know, the consequences of you failing are not even close in a video game. To... Right. Unless
1: you're playing Eve Online, because wow, those consequences are real.
0: Or Dark Souls, because you'll lose all of your souls that you've been farming for Dude, like three same hours. Same thing with
1: Eve Online. It takes literal hours. Like uh-huh. this this skill takes six months to learn. You get potted, six months of real game real time is gone. Gone.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um I like Jero a lot. I think um, him being asexual was really interesting because Mm -hmm. this is a society that's so obsessed with breeding and procreation. And he's at such a high station in this family that they can't really like kick him out or anything. They, they kind of just have to be like, well, I guess you're kind of just useless. They just actively ignore him. Right. Which is really interesting. And I mean, I feel like asexual people kind of get ignored a lot in a lot of, in a lot of dialogues and discussions as well too, because they just don't, they're not as validated, you know, it's just like, you don't want
1: anything from me for sure. So like, whatever. Like we don't understand you and we're not even going to try.
0: It was some pretty awesome asexual representation that I haven't really seen in fantasy or Gothic horror books or anything. So Mm -hmm. good on you soon. Dean for sure.
1: In addition to one of the reasons why I liked the Jero character so much was he wasn't a woe is me figure. I mean, he certainly acknowledged his own position as not being a good one, but he was very active and even helped her to understand the, absolute hellhole of her own position like he could say like and this is why this is even more terrible for you you know he was yeah. very empathetic and like a really like understanding way and he was just a kind person and he was so desperate also to like he obviously has a kind brain and mm-hmm. like he's a kind person he he never had an, an avenue like a a out yeah. an no, outlet a good- for that place and so she came along and he was just like the best you know
0: so I want to talk about something that I wasn't a huge fan of I think that the bomb that was in kai should have been introduced in like the first or second chapter like we should yes. have had that information the whole time because i would have made everything just i would have been wondering like how did it get there like what's and it was hinted at right it was like right. she so said like something he doesn't know what's inside of him or something like that um but i think we as the audience should have been introduced to that the um that kind of convention, the uh like the bomb under the floorboards convention. Have you heard of that before? Yeah.
1: No, I don't. But it's sh- it's. Sh- I think I know what it is, which is basically like the ticking in Twenty Four. If you ever watch that show, it's like the yeah. continuous like that would have been happening the whole time.
0: Or it's like um you know that that the famous like first scene in Inglorious Bastards, where they're like talking to each other in that in that house in that kitchen, and then it pans down to the Jews being kept under the floor, right? Like that is the that's the tension under this like normal conversation that's going on. So I feel like if that had been introduced to us just like, a little bit earlier, I would have felt a lot more of the tension that Sunni Dean wanted me to feel while they're trying to escape from Ramsey in the beginning, while they're getting on that train, while they're going to the Ravenscars. And I know I understand that like this, the way that the structure of this book was laid out, we almost couldn't get to that point because we had to say so much before that, but I think that maybe in the present day chapters, if she would have told Hester or something, it would have worked a little bit better. But maybe she wasn't close enough to Hester. I but... even
1: like the idea that you kind of uh, hinted upon of of telling us about it and not even telling us like why it was there, how it got there, just letting us know about it would have been a really cool like like story element.
0: Yeah, but like this is a debut book, and I'm like not trying to rewrite the entire book for Suny Dean. Obviously, she had a vision for this, um, but just stuff like that where or I had questions like. What's yeah. up with the alien thing?
1: Okay, let's get to that here in a second. But uh, okay,
0: <laughs> what, I feel like this been a whole section of the oh, <laughs> yes, I do.
1: Um, uh, we're not even going to get through half my notes, I guarantee you, on the whole alien thing. But like, <laughs> I feel like this would have been an excellent book as someone's fifth book, yeah, maybe you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so just to get everyone caught up, it's told to us in a very like haphazard, like we very think, kind of, yeah,
0: cryptic.
1: way that their whole existence was brought about by a race of aliens that at some unknown point in earth's history visited earth and created them to be the data collectors for the human race to then give that data to the aliens upon their return.
0: Cool idea. Cool idea. Not executed. Ridiculous in its execution.
1: And, uh, like I said, there's a lot of reasons why it's just like its execution was so terrible. For one, they can't write. So you're creating a race (laughs) of people for the sole purpose of collecting data and they are somehow incapable of writing. Also, if you're Technologically advanced enough to be able to create this creature, you have definitely better avenues of data collection. Like I don't know, a satellite that hacks into Google, <laughs> and you're very aware that this whole planet is going to go digital at some point in the next couple hundred years. And what is your data collection device going to do then? They they can't even like use if they have trouble typing on their phone to yeah, text like, each they, other. Can
0: they eat hard drives or something?
1: Right, like that's code. Uh, they don't even try. The actual. Um, eaters themselves they are not brilliant at all in fact they're ignorant of almost all of the world around them like the, for when she sees uh jero's video games is the first time she ever saw tv let alone a video game
0: yeah
1: it was like and granted there is something to be said for her um shelter. it's
0: sheltered yeah they, that's a that's a thing yeah for sure. yeah but like and jero you know, has a video game system you know what i mean like that's a Obviously like maybe the men know about this stuff and the women are right. kept from it. I think that's right. maybe. I think that's what it was trying to be portrayed there, you know, maybe. Yeah.
1: There was a few times though that like um her brother Ramsey who like went through the soldier training. The soldiers are like the protectors. If anyone needs to know who should be like, you know, armed with the information, uh it's them and information is like their thing. He didn't know English. How is like that not 101 is to make sure we know all the languages. And okay, so you're telling me that her solution is to go to Ireland, which by, via ferry because it's not that big of a gap across the water, and the, because the family's reach doesn't extend to Ireland. So your creature is created to collect data, doesn't have a reach beyond a tiny little gap to the island over. <laughs> like, how and, are you only? Some interested of them are in also England in Japan? aliens. Japan. Yeah, all right. There's like a weird like they mentioned one like what? <laughs>
0: like I just was a ridiculous like
1: these aliens are really. I'd love to see the like board meeting that idea is presented this is how we're doing it
0: (laughs) here's what i thought and i'm i'm taking this past what the text says but this is how i kind of like justified it i think the whole alien thing is a total farce and i think that that's reflected in the way that killick behaves in this book right he makes up his own reasons in a very short amount of time for justifying all this stuff so i think that this is, this is how I'm seeing it in my head, is that the book eating thing, the mind eating thing, um, the lack of uh, women in this, because why would aliens make the race like make it so hard for them to procreate and stuff like that? I think right. that the, the book eating thing is a total mutation and the patriarchs are ashamed of this mutation and they're trying to justify it oh that's because what, it that's, makes them
1: lesser or something that's what like
0: i was looking at it through and i think that it's really that's a lot better it really resonates though and i i don't know if suny dean was trying to do this but i think that's why the kill it character is the way that he is is mm. it was like kind of a way of showing like how easy, easily corruptible and how how easy it is for them to kind of spin their own narratives. To kind of like here's like justify. a
1: totally different worldview, just bing.
0: Right, and it was created out of like thin air almost, you know what I mean? And that's how I was looking at all of it. I like that like, a lot more. Yeah, because the alien thing, I think that Sun Dean is a capable enough writer to have put that in if she really wanted it there. But I think that if you dig in just a little bit deeper, that's my justification at least. Oh, I don't know if it's I, like I... super holds water, but it makes No, sense.
1: I mean, it holds water about ten times better than that. Like, this is like the most inefficient, terrible <laughs> <I> way <know. laughs> not of recording data. Not to mention, it's a book. The data is well, already recorded. Well, maybe like, alien. I mean, suck just up because, some libraries
0: from time to time. I mean, to get to to be fair, like not uh, not every alien race is like smarter than us.
1: <laughs> well, but if they had the technology, like they have, they have right. to be a certain level of intelligence to get here, and then right, to create yeah. this magic. Unless they are different a kinds
0: of intelligence, though.
1: Yeah, but like, like we know this kind of it's the type of intelligence that can create genetically enhanced beings that like aren't just machines. Yeah, they're yeah, like super that's like strong a level. Too. Yeah, like they create genetic like that You have to you have to learn a lot of things before you get to there. So it's like it's a pretty pretty um co- like well known path of intelligence, and they're at the way beyond our level of it. So it's like they would have invented something way better for like a Kindle. <laughs> Like, like
0: an email. I, I uh, <laughs> at the top of this episode I said that I had really mixed feelings on this book and one of the main things that I had mixed feelings on was like um you have this really awesome novel unique idea of eating books and retaining the information, right? And I think it's cool. I think it's a really good selling point. It's very intriguing. It's very interesting to like really sit and think about. But I think that this book might have benefited a lot more by just having it be vampires. Yes. You know, like if it, if it was just, and I know that that sounds like reductive, you know, and I'm not trying to like reduce this down to like what I think the perfect book would be or anything. But I think that the reader already knows so much of the lore behind vampires. And it's, it's kind of what like, you were doing, you know, but yeah, like,
1: like, I don't need to care. I don't know. need to know where vampires, there are vampires. That's fine. You know, like I accept that already.
0: Like if it was vampires, but they were able to take this drug called redemption, right? And then she went on the run and she had had enough redemption over the course of her life that she was good or something like that. But her kid right. needed the redemption or something like that would have all like worked really. It would have oh. been a very nice package, but maybe Sunya Dean just wanted to do something different. You know, I mean, it makes yeah, sense that you would want to well, do. I just think that vampires would have reduced the bite. She, she, she bit it very ambitious yeah He was
1: very ambitious and and because of it i kept being distracted by like and so this guy who's one thing is collecting information doesn't know english like the race of the most powerful when like he's supposed to be the day like what
0: i really enjoyed uh kai speaking polish for a little while oh and that's <laughs> that another really thing funny. so
1: some of the information that they get in erases the last information that seems terrible
0: well there was like the whole thing of um if you eat too many books you kind of start losing it a little bit okay and like he did um, I think he ate a person he ate that a, was yeah he was like a baby yeah. and he ate yeah. a, like a fully grown man so even like the doctor or whatever was just like you're not supposed to do this this is really bad. right uh, and the
1: solution was grim
0: yeah let's talk about um the ending just a little bit and then we can kind of start wrapping it up here because I think we hit most of the high points and um actually after talking about this with you this is a, a better book than I thought it was like I'm kind of digging fucked. into stuff and it's like oh wait that was pretty cool oh wait that was uh, pretty cool
1: I'm actually enjoying yeah. talking about it more than I enjoy re- reading it, you know, because like there are some really cool ideas that should be kind of fleshed out and discussed and, and like, oh, interesting, that, you know, yeah. now we're doing that. So it's great. Um, but at the but time, we, I was just like, what?
0: But as we wrap up, I kind of want to talk about the ending here. Um, I was not a big fan of it. Um, it seemed very like wrapped lottery. up and everybody was just good and we're good and everything's good and we're.
1: But at the same time, it's also not. And the problem right. is still there yeah. and we solved just, nothing and her daughter's still imprisoned.
0: Felt a little rushed.
1: Yep. Um, I feel like you nailed it when you said she just kinda was like, Ah, I'm tired of writing this. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, maybe. But I mean it's ever, not it it all like it's buttoned up. Kind I mean, except kinda. for the very except for the very, very end where she still needs to go get her daughter. But I meant I meant like And the only ten years of I, don't I mean know, I, don't I mean like the up. I mean like the sequence, like the last like the climax was buttoned up. Like sure. we, we took care of Ramsey, we took care of Killick, um There were the questions that we had, most of them at least were answered. Not all of them, obviously, but I I think like the ending was fairly well buttoned up. It was just like it felt all crammed in kind of to the last part and then it's over.
1: I don't think it was very well buttoned up at all, honestly. I mean, she even did some weird things like so, Ram, uh, which was cool at first, Kai saves her by eating her brother but they kind of take on a little bit of or a lot of bit of the person that they yeah. eat. So yeah. all of a sudden we now have her son who is kind of like, even starts talking yeah. for the brother. And it was like, so she's got this weird, like, is my son, my brother who I really hate also. And so it's like, that's like a whole new question. And then they sail off into the sunset together. Like, what? <laughs> hey, <you> know, <laughs> just have it's... him like eat it and be powerful enough to not have that happen to him by this time of his life. You know,
0: It's weird sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems
1: like he forgives you too it's like he's in there like what
0: yeah you know what um as we kind of close out here like my 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 thoughts on this book were is basically very well written really engaging idea a little bit to be desired that's kind of like my but also for a debut book very good uh and whatever soon you comes out with next i'm on board because it's just very good writing um obviously she can knock out some really cool ideas but Maybe on a second book, you know, she's got more time, more resources. Uh, She's got some confidence under her because this was a very well received book, and I'm excited to see what else she puts out for sure.
1: Me too. Like her ability to create cool ideas and then wrap a story around them is very good. I just want to see her like commit to that and give me a couple books about one really cool idea and kind of flesh it out and just like, obviously the juice is there and she has oh, yeah. it in, in scat. So like, just give me more of what you're doing and man, I'm going to be a happy camper.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that this was not helped by, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the reviews that I saw, people were pretty disappointed in like the marketing campaign behind this book. I guess this mm. book was marketed as like a scary book, you know? Like, yeah. And the only time I was really scared, or not even scared, but just like legitimately creeped out was like the very first scene
1: totally because we didn't we didn't even know what her son looked like just shoving the vicar into the room that was kind of creeped out creepy
0: it gives me like you know marketing houses like reading the first chapter and being like wow this is the spooky vibey book of the year everybody and it's just like well that's not really mm-hmm. what this is actually. it was a running it's yeah, it felt a patriarchal like a, family it felt like a thriller like it felt like yeah a, which is not a terrible thing uh obviously um
1: i needed more sentences like this which is probably one of my favorite sentences though uh, i hope you're not eating anything Arterial spray lathered the room in ropey strings of blood.
0: Just like, oh man, what a killer, killer sentence! Yeah, I liked the, I like the uh, the beginnings of the chapters too. From like the Princess Bride, from um, mm-hmm. I think like uh, the Elf uh, King of Elf Hands' daughter was in there, and then even like the uh, that journalist guy who was like that was some pretty decent world building too. Where you had like the italicized like research paper stuff at the beginning of the chapters, like yeah, man, so many. It's so wild, like so many excellent ideas stacked on top of each other not a very good sandwich you know yeah like, I, it's, <laughs> it's it was so like a weird. whole bunch of
1: like really good ingredients like we had some like bologna and some ham but then there was like cranberry and then like some <laughs> blueberries like all things good but like
0: not together you and know Like i need a soda with this you know like yeah yeah drinking, I just, like I, warm tap water
1: yeah like, i don't like a chicken milkshake <laughs>
0: oh boy well i'm still glad we read this uh we got to do we we should do more standalone books like this and stuff because it's nice uh everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode uh, our discussion and recap of the book eaters by Suny dean excited to see what else Suny dean comes out with Uh, everybody hope you all have an excellent rest of your day and of course happy reading
1: bye everybody